What's up, everybody? This is the Desmadre Podcast. Thank you for joining us. This is episode number 16. Uh, this week, it's just Jesus and I sitting down and discussing uh, everything from the tragic death of Charlie Murphy, rest in peace, to the 90s in Fort Worth, Texas, north side Fort Worth, Texas, when El Jefe Culero Jesus worked at a video store. Um, for all of you who remember, what the hell a video store is? Um, El Mundo just started up last week, and we will be debuting our new podcast next week as well we got a lot of shit going on here at desmadre.com we're really excited about this year um so please remember to like and share this piece of content and to share it to your preferred social media uh give us a rating all that good business without further ado this is episode number 16 of the desmadre podcast desmadre podcast number 16 begins now we have a six-pack it is friday afternoon uh, April 14th, tax yep. day tomorrow. 15th, right? Tomorrow's the 15th. Oh, right. Tomorrow's the 15th. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's Friday. We're shooting another. Uh, we had said we were going to drop a different one, but fuck it. We're pushing another week because that's what we do. But we did just drop El Mundo Season 2, Episode 1. Uh, so maybe we can talk about that. Um, we're going to be doing a little more Man on the Street stuff. So the first episode was heavily uh, a Man on the Street bit. Uh, so want to know what you hear about what you think about that um if you dig that stuff mm-hmm. um and we're bringing in a few more people so this week we had mex tape as tisok a chicano studies teacher um i don't know what was it like working with somebody else like that it's uh fun it's a lot of fun to work with people uh when you're out by yourself just being an idiot you know you question your life and and what you're doing but when someone else is there doing stupid shit with you then uh you're a little more uh, comfortable so yeah this week we or i guess last week we went to downtown san jose uh there was a sharks game like right before a sharks game so there's a bunch of people uh hanging out around downtown and we the premise the setup is that people are grading trump on his first 100 days or the, it's like a trump report card and so I'm playing a uh, like a redneck character, <laughs> and uh, Mex Tape, the guy who Jesus just mentioned, is playing a guy named Tizoc, who's a Chicano Chicano uh, Chicano studies professor. And it's basically I'm pro-Trump, the redneck character, and the Chicano studies professor is uh, anti-Trump, of course. And so yeah, we went out and fucked with people. Uh, check it out on our YouTube page. I guess we'll link it on this YouTube or something. Yeah, but yeah. But yeah, the goal is to do some more Man on the Street stuff and also to just start working with other people. Yep. Whether it's on Man on the Street stuff or whether it's uh, skits. Um, but uh, yeah, we want to expand it out a little bit. Yeah. And so uh, hopefully you guys check it out. Dig it. And uh, yeah, that happened yesterday. We literally just launched it 10 minutes ago. I don't know where Sammy's going right now. He's dropping off somebody's keys. Um. Other than that, I am literally about to go to the airport, to Oakland Airport, because I am flying to L.A. Uh, for Easter Passover weekend. I am um, not religious in any way, so I don't really celebrate Easter um, anymore. Maybe as a kid we did, as kids we did, but uh, my wife's extended family is Jewish, so we go to Passover uh, Seder, and that's tomorrow. Um, that's usually a bit of fun and just an opportunity to see everybody. Um, but the food is really bad. We talked about this a little bit last time that that Passover food is like, yeah, I was asking Larissa if I could take enchiladas or something. And I guess that's not acceptable because the whole point I think of Seder is that you're supposed to kind of suffer that day Mm -hmm. and eat like the only things that were available at the time, which is like some bitters and like some weird meat and stuff. Yeah. So I guess showing up all turned up with like a buffet would not exactly yeah. <laughs> kind of defeats the purpose of the holiday. But that's I, saw, I saw this funny meme about Passover. It was like um, it said it took Moses forty years, or Moses walked in the desert for forty years, and then uh, it, it's like a screen capture of a uh, Google Maps from like uh, Egypt to like wherever, the, wherever he went, and it's only like six days. So it's like it's like uh, making fun of the the forty year trek when in reality the hard fact is that it takes like six days to walk. To walk? Yeah. Really? Yeah. But it took him forty. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's literally like a screen capture of the Google Maps like directions of um, uh, the time the time it takes and the the length. So. And it was actually walking, not driving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty dumb. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, uh, curious if, if you guys are listening to this uh, to watch that episode. I think it came out pretty cool. Um, and yeah, yeah, looking to expand a little more in terms of the people that we're working with. And yeah, just from a production standpoint too, it's also just kind of getting used to uh, doing stuff in public like that. Kind of like a combination, I think, of um, you know. Ali G, Eric Andre slash Jackass sort of stuff yeah. slash Daily Show, Man on the Street interviews, mm-hmm. which we've done a little bit of before, but it's always challenging because you have to basically talk to people and you yeah. get a little bit of like, just kind of bitch out and you're like, uh, I don't want to. So it's always like you feel like you're bothering people, but yeah. Um, and then I'm hesitant. We just filmed this in downtown San Jose. I live in San, downtown San Jose, so I was like hesitant to actually do this shit because. <laughs> I don't want to like shit where I eat kind of mentality. <laughs> so, yeah. um, I, I mean, the people that we talked to, I knew we'll never run into obviously, but, um, yeah. Cause a lot of them are there for like the sharks game. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we definitely have to branch out and not just yeah. do downtown San Jose. Yeah. That makes it, that ends up being the easiest thing. Cause it's really close and there's yeah. always people like bar yeah. hopping. Yeah. Um, I think you're eventually just going to be like kind of become a local celebrity. I mean, a lot of people already <laughs> fucking recognize you. So we were out there for like an hour, like two hours. Yeah. And there was a dude like in an outdoor beer garden who was like, oh shit, one yerbas. He was fucking hammered. He was pretty hammered, yeah. If I'm not feeling lazy, I'll add that quick clip to this. But yeah, he was. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was like, it was like 6 p.m. and he sounded very hammered. Yeah, he wasn't making a lot of sense. Um, and then later on, we were literally in a crosswalk on Santa Clara Street or something. And there was a dude in his car at a light who was like stuck his head at. He was like, this mother, this mother. <laughs> he was like yelling at us. And uh, we were like, come over. Yeah. So he actually ended up being one of the people we interviewed. Mm-hmm. So the the dude, if you see the spot, there's a guy who ollies over um, uh, Sammy and uh, another dude who's holding the B. He says B is for beaners. That was the guy who, he doesn't. he's not even from San Jose. He's like from the Central yeah. Valley, I think, or from mm-hmm. Fresno or some shit. And he was a fan. He was just like, I love their shit. And he was like quoting bits and stuff. Yeah. So. That was pretty dope. That's pretty cool to do, to see more and more of that. And um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm headed to LA tonight for Passover, and then um, Saturday I'm actually gonna go to uh, Stoney's uh, to Highland Park TV. Hmm. So there's this thing. A friend of ours who runs this thing called Highland Park TV. Shout out to Stoney. Shout out to Stoney, Stoney Sharp from Colossal Youth. Um, but they run this thing, Highland Park TV, and it's a YouTube channel, and they do like these fucking weird kind of Adult Swim, Comedy Central sort of sketches, very raw. Uh, and they have like 1980s video cameras. Like they, they literally bought like uh, video cameras from an old TV station. They bought a whole setup. So they just do that, and they digitize it, and they put it on YouTube. And so they're doing a bunch of shit on Sunday night. Oh, nice. So I'm probably going to stop by and just hang out and check it out or whatever. Nice. And then uh, a couple of... Uh, Actually, meeting with Sky hmm. on uh, on Sunday as well, just to talk about some stuff. And then Sky is a friend of ours who runs a company called Conrob. You can check out Conrob on YouTube as well. They do a lot of videos for like, um, what's her name? Shay Mitchell. Mm, I'm not sure. A couple of like, one of the actors on uh, <coughs> Big Little Liars or what is it? Little mm, Big Little Liars, yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then. Um, she runs a couple of really big YouTube channels, basically, and she's a friend yep. of ours. She's always help, helped us out with stuff, and we're thinking about working together on something, so shout out to Sky. And then Monday, meeting with some other people that I don't want to talk about. But just some um, other stuff that uh, we're trying to develop, so it's cool. Uh, and back Monday night, really fucking quick trip. Um, are you doing anything for Easter? Mm-mm. No? I being think a, my... Being uh, a heathen? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't think even when I did go to church, uh, like we ever celebrated it, you know, because uh, you know when families go Easter hunting, you know they get together with other families and mm-hmm. their kids go Easter hunting or whatever. And I guess yeah, my, the people that I guess my parents hung out with didn't um, didn't do that shit, you know. Mm-hmm. I may have done it like one time with like a friend, but um, I guess you just have dinner. I don't even know what the fuck you do on <laughs> in, on. We Easter. did it every year, so typically like. Yeah, there, it wasn't dinner. We would have a lunch. It was kind of like Thanksgiving, hmm. but you would do a ham. Usually it was like a ham, 
and all like the kind of Thanksgiving sides. Mm -hmm. And then um, you do like the Easter egg, like hiding the Easter eggs and all that sort of shit. So like the day before, a few days before, well, like a month before, you would be like saving your egg eggshells uh -huh. the cascarones yep and then you would like dye them and then you'd put confetti and my mom would put money in some of them huh. and stuff um so we used to actually have a lot of fun we'd go to the park like a very yep american or kind of mexican-american thing like the park would be full with just mexican kids where we lived hmm. and just doing like easter egg hunts and trying to find the one with five bucks in it or whatever yep um i wonder how easter is celebrated in mexico they don't do eggs or do they or is that They probably do now because of fucking commercial globalization, there. brother. Because of Walmart. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's usually much more religious. Yeah. Like today is a bigger day. I think. Yeah, yeah. Right. I guess you finally get to eat meat again, or you get to masturbate after you give it up for Lent. <laughs> <coughs> so you never gave anything up for Lent. Mm, very superficially or half-assedly, you know. Like when. I don't even remember. It'd be like, it's more of like a thing where you'd, you know, find out about it at school or something. Like, hey, what are you giving up? And then you'd be like, uh. Like, I'm giving up sex, even though you never have sex. Yeah, or like <laughs> weed, and I know I'm going to smoke weed, or, you know, like. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's supposed to represent the 40 days that someone. I have no fucking clue. But um, now people use it to, yeah, I guess, stop doing shit. Um <laughs> This is totally off topic, but um, uh, Charlie Murphy died this week, mm. and uh, pretty upset. Or I mean, more upset than I was for like Prince or uh, Juan Gabriel, uh, Lemmy from <laughs> fucking Motorhead. A lot of people fucking died last year. As I, I was watching the, we have at the very last Mundo episode that we posted last year in December of 2016. We did oh, like a we did like a best of yeah, yeah. Did like the best of 2016 and one of them was like the best deaths <laughs> of 2016 and um, Charlie Murphy was someone that I started watching when you know I was like 12 or 13 years old it was when the first season of Chappelle Show came out and yeah I was like in sixth grade and I seriously tell time by when like Chappelle Show came out. I was like in sixth grade when the first season came out, and then I was in eighth grade when the second season came out, and then I was in ninth grade when his big like Showtime special came out. That was fucking dope. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, Charlie Murphy, uh, rest in peace to that very hilarious dude. Do you think he would have been bigger if there was no Eddie Murphy? Maybe. I don't know. Um, he strikes me as the kind of person that's just like a like a just that was a master hustler. You know, he was. Just like really like, um, from what you know, he's you know him and his brother apparently were from you know like this pretty shitty part of like uh, Brooklyn, and I don't know anything about those guys. Yeah, and yeah, they, like Eddie Murphy started doing stand up when he was like a teenager, and then he is Charlie younger. He's older. Oh, he's older. He's older. Yeah. Okay. He, he was older, and he uh, and uh, but yeah, I suggest anybody go revisit all those Chappelle um, stories. They're really funny. Uh, but yeah, seriously, like I I remember watching that shit, and I was like, that's oh. probably the first time you saw him, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, for sure, because he was in uh, CB4. Do you remember that movie? <laughs> I loved that movie. I mean, I saw that movie when I was in high school. Yeah, and, like he played Gusto, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like uh, he had a rap, um, crazy motherfucker named Gusto. I fuck your mom, but the bitch is a fat hoe. <laughs> <laughs> they say, I fuck your sister, I fuck your cat, I would fuck your mom, but the bitch is too fat. <laughs> Straight out of the low cash, crazy motherfucker named Gusto. <laughs> it was a parody. I didn't realize it was like a. They were kind of oh, it was a making parody fun of the gang movies. Yeah, yeah or Public Enemy, movie. or what is um. Yeah, Public Enemy, or yeah, I don't know. Who am I thinking of? Uh, NWA, NWA. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool, man. Those guys are are cool to to think of to think of the um to think of them in like the eighties and nineties. As young, like, you know, That was probably, like, 92, 94. Probably 94, 95 that CB4 came out. Hmm. They had that guy, Chris Elliott. Yeah, yeah. He has the I need to rewatch that movie. Oh, he was the documentarian, really yeah. It's an awful movie. <laughs> But as a high schooler, it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. You know, it was really good. Yep. Um, and actually, Chris Chris Rock, right? Yep. He yep. was fucking hilarious in yep. it. And, um, 
Yeah, that was a really like I thought that was better than like any of the uh, kind of the weigh-ins parodies. Hmm. Like it just felt like uh, not that it was smart, but it felt a little smarter. Hmm. You know, it wasn't as completely stupid. Yep. Um, but yeah, CB4 was fucking funny. There was that scene. You remember when he was with that hooker? She, like, I need to rewatch it. I, I, okay. I remember like very vaguely that. I think at that time I was working at Star Video, dude. Hmm. Do you remember Star Video? You don't remember vaguely, vaguely. So I, my uh, my older sister worked at a video store for like fucking ever, dude. Like six years. Really? Like, like Northside Fort Worth? Yeah, yeah. Before it was like before Blockbuster even wanted to put a Blockbuster in our hood, and there was this place called Star Video, <laughs> owned by the Erubugantis, the sub Indian people. Really? Yeah. The the guy was an engineer at Lockheed. Really? And the what mom the and the, his wife just you know ran this business. Damn, fucking Indian people are hustling all the time. Yeah, they were straight <laughs> hustling. This uh, dude had like a nail shop and uh, slinging VHS tapes <laughs> in the hood. I mean, they had a whole, they had a huge Spanish section, dude. Huh. Yeah, they were smart then. Yeah, <laughs> they had all the regular movies. Yeah, for those that don't know, Northside Fort Worth is a heavily Mexican. Uh, Mexican-American, yeah. Mexican-American part of town in, in Fort Worth. Yeah, so that's where I grew up. And then uh, my sister worked, my sister's five years older than me, so she worked at Star Video. And then by the time I was in high school, I was a sophomore and I turned 16, um, I needed a job. Hmm. And so uh, she gave me a job because she was the manager. That's so right. She was already out of high school. She was probably Just like Northside nepotism. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I worked there for a year, and at that time is when CB4 came out. Hmm. Um, dude, it's it was when El Mariachi came out on tape. Holy shit! Which was fucking huge. I mean, people were like that tape was never in yeah. for like yeah. six nine months. Yep. And we wore it out. You had to order new ones and yep. shit. Um, yeah, I cut the the kind of like the last like ten years of that industry before it totally and it was DVDs. died out. Yeah, but I, well, I guess even like the the VHS. Yeah, was like when I was like you really know, elementary like, school. Yeah, oh. it's crazy to think now that um, how Netflix has and or streaming services are a mm-hmm. lot more prominent, and you have. Um, well, different experience, of course, you know, as opposed to, I remember going to Blockbuster. That was fun as hell. <laughs> there was like an element of luck involved. Yeah, yeah. You know, is it going to be in? Yep, is it going to yep. be in? Um, the VHS, I probably watched the most, I'd say like Money Talks. I always talk about this fucking movie, but um, that movie and then, um, oh, what the fuck else? What were you doing? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. You would go and hope that that movie was there and mm-hmm. there was like, you know, you'd kids probably don't know this today but um i remember there, there was like several copies of the movie behind each like thing you know so there was like maybe yeah. like three or four and for the big ones for the new releases they would put them out all like yeah, a whole row that's of right, them, yeah. right so they had the new release section you'd be like oh shit what's here you know i mean like you would try to get there um they would do new releases on tuesdays huh for whatever reason i believe like the I think that's what it is. Hmm. Evelyn can correct me. She probably remembers <laughs> more than I do. But uh, I, I believe Tuesdays the new movies would come out. And then um, people would be waiting, man. People would be waiting. Hmm. Some people would just chill there sometimes. Because like, we, we would say, well, we have one due back. And they're supposed mm-hmm. to be due by this time. Yeah. So they'd be like, okay, I'm just going to wait right here. Hopefully this motherfucker will show up. Yeah. Returning this that's movie. So and funny. I'm just going to snag that shit. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I watched a lot of movies. I basically worked there um, in the ninth grade, cause I I'm like I'm like one of those September late September kids mm. who started school a little late. So mm. by the time I was in ninth grade, I was already sixteen. Yep. And um, I think sixteen, seventeen. No, that's not true. Quentin Tarantino also started in a video store. Allegedly. Yeah. yeah, he worked in Manhattan Beach in the video store or something like that. I was it was my sophomore year. Hmm. It was my sophomore year. Um, but I worked there for a year. It was awesome. Watched a lot of movies for free. Um, I remember, dude. Um, God, what was the movie? It was one of these like Menace to Society movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, so Northside, do you remember the Kirkpatrick neighborhood? Not really. No. no. Mm-hmm. It's like Main Street. If you're on Long Avenue, going like west, and mm-hmm. then you cross Main Street. Um, over there, there's like Kirkpatrick Elementary, hmm. and there was like this pocket, African American pocket hmm. in Northside. So we had a group. There was like some black people would come in. It was hood still, mm-hmm. but there were some black people who would come in. And this woman came in once, 
and she was like, she had like a baby, and um, and she was like, man, I'm renting videos now. Like I was at the movies the other day, and I forget what she was watching, but it was one of these like hood movies, like yeah. Menace to Society or something. She was like, some motherfucker started shooting in there, oh. and I was like, I didn't know whether to drop my baby or my forty. <laughs> She's like, I ain't going back there anymore. I was like, goddamn. <laughs> So it was, it was always characters in that place. For uh, sure, yeah. It was a lot of fun working there. I mean, uh, one year. There's actually a, I saw a video store here in San Jose. It's on like Santa Clara and like 15. I saw that too. Yeah. Yeah. We'll check we it saw, out. I think the other day when yeah. we were driving over yep. there, I saw that. I was like, what the hell? There is a little bit of a resurgence. It's kind of like vinyl. Yeah. Like, you know? Um, what's cool, like at the uh, Alamo Draft House in uh, in the city, you yeah, can they have DVDs. Them. Yep. And uh, Blu-rays or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they had that whole like Criterion uh, selection mm-hmm. and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I don't. There used to be one here in Mountain View called uh, Videoscope up until about three years ago, hmm. and I don't know how that guy kept it in business. It was this little Chinese guy, <laughs> and he was just basically running out of money. He eventually, he had to shut it down. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's any more. I mean. Yeah, when I used to, when I started traveling for Apple like ten years ago or more than ten years ago, DVDs were big, and there were um, the black market shit was huge in uh, China. So like for a number of years before I understood that pirating was bad for our industry, <laughs> or before I was part of the industry, if you will, I mean I bought so many fucking like, you know, pirated DVDs in China. Like I watched every single of the Sopranos. Every single episode of The Sopranos on pirated DVDs. <laughs> uh, the Shield. Um, a ton of movies. Like, I would just, we, people would come back from China with, like, they would go over there and buy, like, one of those case logic things. Yeah. And come back with fucking, like, 90 DVDs. Yep. They were, like, a dollar. That's crazy. Um, I think that people still do that in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Right? There's still a lot of... There any um, fucking underdeveloped country. Yeah. Where they don't give a fuck... Uh, it's hard to control piracy. Yeah. It's got, they've cracked down a lot in China. Hmm. Um, you don't see it as, as uh, easily as you used to, which is about 10 to 12 years ago. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, how the hell do we end up at video stores? Uh, I think it was Charlie Murphy, basically. Oh, right, right. Talking about before Charlie yeah. Murphy. Yeah. And then what else? The Kendrick album came out last night. I haven't been able to really listen to it because I was editing this fucking window episode uh, most of today. Um Restart this bitch. Kendrick, yeah, I have. I didn't even realize it. I've been just working. I've been busy, but is it living up to its hype? I think so. Yeah, I didn't. Like I said, I only I only listened to it like once time through, and I fucking posted a, a picture of like the Spanish version, the the Juan Yerbas version of that. And oh, is that the? It got like fucking four hundred likes on like. Facebook. I, I was like, I was wondering why it got so much. I was just yeah, like, yeah. I didn't. I didn't even get the reference. What? Yeah. I, let me see what the fucking thing actually looks like. Yeah. The chale. What? Yeah. What, what is it in English? Damn. So I, I was thinking of a word. I don't. I just use chale because it was like it doesn't really translate that. Um, Did you just take that photo for this? Yeah. Pretty okay. Much. <laughs> okay. I was like even, that. Even that. I was like, is that a photo from Mass and the Power? Or no. Or? No. Yeah. Look at the the Kendrick one. The his album cover. It's a. Uh, it's literally just that, but it says, like, damn on it. Yeah, see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. I'm going to have to check it out on this flight right now. Mm-hmm. Um, chale, funny. Well, this is doing all right. We got 624. Let's see what people are saying. Juan Yerbas is the Mexican Fabio. Welcome back. Man, finally, I've been waiting for a long time, bro. <laughs> Mamon. Dude, I wondered if y'all motherfuckers got deported for being potheads or straight up dumb. You can be a pothead in California without getting deported. <laughs> and I'm a fucking citizen, so I have... <laughs> but if you... I, I realize that I don't want to make those jokes anymore of like, oh, we're going to get deported. Like, oh, shit. Like, those real people that have to deal with that shit. And <laughs> Um. I don't think that I don't think that it, 
eliminates the. I don't. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing if it's done in the right context. Right, 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 right. You know, and um, I just remember on the the Juan Yerba's Instagram. I remember I did this video of. Uh, I was like asking people. This was like like two years ago probably, but I was like asking like people to like DM me if they were willing, if they were like women willing to marry, to marry you for, for papers. And it's like a cheap ass joke. <laughs> <laughs> Toilet papers, bro. Yep. Not papers. Um, are you going to the Selena party? Um, I'm not sure yet, actually. All right, we won't talk about that. <laughs> if you're into, oh, they're already sold out. Yeah. So the Clash is having their third, third annual. If you, somewhere back here, there's some posters some, for some of the old ones. Yep. But they have the uh, Selena tribute night. Yeah. Dude, I was I finally listened to the American Wannabes, the most recent episode. Uh, shout out to those guys; they're really fucking funny. Yeah, you guys should check out the American Wannabes podcast. Yep. It's uh, Jesus Sepulveda, uh, Jerry Garcia, Jerry Garcia, and Christian Zaragoza. Yeah. Um, the, who are all stand-up comedians in the LA area? Yeah. Um, Latino dude, or I guess are they Mexican? Or is, I know that Jesus and Jerry are. I'm not sure about the other guy. I'm not sure. I've, about I've only met uh, Jesus and Jerry, so um, that's why I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't. I've never met Christian, but I've seen a lot of his stand-up on YouTube, and the podcast is really cool. They're it's really funny. They I was reminded because they talk shit about Selena, and the Jerry is like, he's like, man, bro. <laughs> He's like, man, bro, like if uh, Selena had, uh, she had lived, you know, she probably had like two more years left in her and that's it. And everybody's like, damn, dude, you're trying to lose followers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, certainly she's been romanticized like to fucking, yeah. to the tits. I mean, yeah. like, yep. she was huge, but I mean, I don't know. It was definitely a big deal when it happened. I yeah. mean, it's just like a, such a graphic like way of dying, you know, like. Someone just, like, fucking straight up shooting you. Yeah, she got fucking straight John Lennon, you know? Like, yeah. Although John Lennon got murdered by a random Like, rabid person. fan, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, certainly Jack. <laughs> it's interesting to wonder, like, where her career would have gone. Like, if she would have gone a little I want to say that she probably would have crossed over Me eventually. Too. You know, like... I she, think she would have gone more mainstream. Because she's... Yeah, um, I mean, she's Mexican-American. Yeah. She's certainly capable yeah. of, of singing in English. And, yep. You know, she may have eventually been what J-Lo ended up being. Yeah. You know, just a Mexican-American version of it. Um, yeah, so it's yeah. funny. I, my, uh, I, def- I was too young for, for to really kind of realize that that had happened when, when it happened. And my parents didn't, didn't listen to her, so... I more or less found out about Selena through that movie, through the the Selena movie with Jennifer Lopez and. Man, I mean, I was in high school when it happened, and all the dudes like obviously like loved her because of her fucking booty. Yeah. And um. Yeah, it was kind of a big deal when she passed away. Although I remember, you know, people being fuckers and joking about it, like laughing about. I remember people holding up like, magazine covers of her and like, um, kind of crying and. Mourning her booty, hmm. if you will. Um, but I was never personally a huge Tejano fan. Yeah. I went through, I mostly liked the more Mexican Norteña stuff. Like, yeah. I feel like, like I never liked, uh, I don't know, I could like the, who's the big Emilio or, yeah. you know, that sort of shit. I was never really into that. I, I For a while, I really liked, and I still like Ramon Ayala. Yep. But that's more Mexican regional, northern yep. Mexico mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but yeah, Emilio. I don't even see. I don't even know who the fuck else to mention other than. I don't even I don't really either. It's funny, yeah, because my my uh, my dad was had like a such an American like taste. Like he he loved like old classical Mexican music and shit. But when he was growing up, he listened to a lot of like seventies rock, classic and, rock. Yeah, like. King Crimson and ACDC and a lot of blues and shit. So didn't he used to have like Zeppelin posters or like um, those? I feel like I remember in 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 their apartment like those almost like those fuzzy. Probably I don't actually know. You would know more than me. I was I think I was too young for uh, when they were living in that apartment. Yeah, but yeah, my dad was like a huge. I mean, he was basically my fucking age uh, now when he had me. So it's kind of interesting to think about that. 
and how he was just like this Mexican dude from Mexico City who was like really into like 70s American rock 60s and 70s American rock um, that's certainly like much more not so much understandable but it makes sense because he was living in Mexico City like mm-hmm. in an urban place you know your dad's not like a fucking one of the Mexicans from the rancho or from like some small ass town or whatever yeah like he probably got, had a lot more exposure to that sort of stuff being in Mexico City mm-hmm. um, I mean it's, it's it's always like so odd how people's influences come about like my parents and my mom listened to music all the time Mexican music like you're saying like Juan Gabriel and Julio Iglesias was like her shit yeah yeah um, she loved it. What's weird is like she really, she was, I mean, my mom's older too, so she really liked like Nat King Cole, which is weird. Apparently, Nat King Cole was huge in Mexico hmm. uh, back in the day. Um, but there was always music on in the house. Uh, but my dad didn't, I mean, he listened to the radio, but it wasn't like he'd be like just chilling, jamming out to stuff. It was just on while he was working, right? Or something right, like that. Um, and it didn't really have many like artistic influences as far as our parents are concerned. So it's always interesting hearing how people's parents do, do influence that. Like Larissa grew up going to art house films. Hmm. Like she grew up going to like foreign films with her dad. Hmm. And now she just kind of is like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it could have like a negative or a fucking, or a, sure. it could be an off-putting uh, effect. Um, but yeah, we, we pretty much were left to kind of form our own <clears throat> views based off of cable TV. Yep. I was talking to somebody the other day about cable and saying that, dude, I remember I was sitting on our porch in Northside. It was, must have been like the weekend or something because it was the middle of the day. And I was sitting on the porch with my parents and the mailman came and dropped the mail off. And like, I, he, I guess he handed it to me and I was looking through it. And there was like a mailer, like a postcard. And it was like basically saying like cable is coming. Hmm. Like this was before cable existed. Hmm. This was probably like 1985 or 84 or something like that. <laughs> and we were like, "What?" You know, because <laughs> it had like Disney Channel and like these sports HBO things, or something. yeah, HBO mm-hmm. and stuff. And um, we begged our parents, and like for whatever reason, they fucking complied. And we were like one of the first houses in the neighborhood to get cable. Hmm. So like, I mean, we we had cable when MTV was airing for the first time Thriller hmm. to the point where like we were kind of like latchkey kids huh. yeah and because our my sister and brother are like older like there's a gap a four or five year gap they would babysit us during the summer mm-hmm. so we'd be just chilling at the house watching MTV all day in the yeah. summertime yep. and when like a Michael Jackson video or a Twisted Sister for reason, some reason we thought Twisted Sister was dope like, it was just crazy <laughs> I mean it like, was dope at the time <laughs> like D. Snyder like getting all crazy or whatever and like when one of those videos would come on we would call our friends and we'd be like yo Thriller's on like they, they would run down the street to come watch it because they didn't have cable um it was crazy, you know? Uh, so, yeah, we grew up watching that shit. Um, and we had HBO and watching HBO when we probably shouldn't have. Um, that's so, that's th- so lame to think about now when nowadays, like, kids just fucking sit on their ass at their couch and just send their other friend a link. <laughs> and they, they just, like, they, there's no... That's just, like, a past experience. Like it's a fucking past- awesome. I wish I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> I wish but I no, could. there's, like, yeah, I mean, obviously romanticizing it, but, you know, to tell someone, like, hey, there's a, you know, someone, the superstar, like Michael Jackson, playing a video, and having your friends come to the to your house just to see that, whereas now you're just like, hey, man, like, check out this link. <laughs> <laughs> they just watch it, like, on their phone. and We'll go back to our argument about how there's always something different and there will yeah, be something yeah. different later. And <laughs> What else happened this week? Probably in the last week to 10 days, um, our country bombed Syria <laughs> about a week ago. We... Uh, we unleashed 59 Tomahawk missiles from a cruise ship, and all the while, Donald Trump was eating chocolate cake. Did you see that clip? Yeah. It's fucking insane, man. The guy is a fucking clown slash psychopath. It's And an old bastard, too. I just don't understand how you could be sitting there giving an interview and talking about chocolate cake. While you're talking about, like, sending bombs somewhere. And then saying it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. It was amazing. It's genius. It's like, he's glorifying it more and more and more. Um, Those people are just 
so far removed from everyday kind of people that um, I don't know it almost feels like he's putting on that show um, just like he would anything else and it, it doesn't really fucking matter to him it is a show yeah to him it is a show yeah it, it, he is completely. he's still thinking like he's just trying to get the ratings he's trying, he's trying to get, his, to get he's trying numbers to be up. relevant he's trying to be and uh, yeah I don't yeah he, he clearly does not see the <laughs> the true ramifications uh, or yeah. the oh yeah or just like the ground level like uh, humanity that that he does not that he's not part of yeah so. and then in Afghanistan they dropped this thing the Moab mm-hmm. did you hear about that yeah which is not like, a lot but or I didn't actually read into it too much but yeah they dropped the what was considered to be the largest bomb that's not a nuclear bomb mm-hmm ever yeah on some place that was like a tunnel network in i guess afghanistan or something yeah it's meant to wipe out like you know isis or some shit Mm -hmm. but i mean basically what he's doing is that he notices that you know he gets positive attention when he drops bombs and you know in places where christians are threatened yeah he's thinking about religion um and how like some people like um it's it's like there, I I read an article that said that um, people who are religious and who pray like um, when they're really deep into it it, ha- it activates the same um, centers of the brain that like cocaine does hmm. and drugs um, you know and, and referencing like that who who do, who said the quote like religion is the opiate of the masses uh, I thought it was Karl Marx was it, it Marx yeah yeah. yeah. Um, I agree, you know, like, it's weird. And and, I, and I'm not saying it's the only thing, because there's a lot of opiates, including yeah. opiates. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I think people use that phrase, like, in a, in a negative... Yeah, it's condescending. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it is used condescendingly, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's true. What I'm getting at is that scientifically it's true, and that... Neurologically? Yeah, neurologically and biologically it's true. And there's this, um, there's this whole branch of uh, psychology... Uh, called somatic psychology hmm. and where they try to basically link you know uh, your mental wellness with your physical wellness hmm. and um, that's part of it or that that makes sense because you know I, I was having this conversation with JT once about the fact that like um, basically like your emotions are um, connected to a physical yeah. being like a physical like Part of your body yeah or yeah like if you yeah if you're scared you're stressed your yeah. blood pressure goes up mm-hmm. this and that like if you're in love like you know there's there, your body is actually doing something yeah, for you physically to, physically yeah. to feel a certain way yeah you know um and there's a lot of weird practices when you get into somatic psychology which actually they're not weird they're actually pretty cool like uh, um I learned about this because when I, you know, I've told you, like, I, like, talk to somebody sometimes, and she, it's kind of that branch where, like, I was saying, like, it's more like, I feel like I'm going to a trainer. Yeah. Because they talk about this sort of stuff, and for me, the very first time I, like, talked to somebody, like, like, a psychologist, and it was basically one of these person, it was because I was literally having, like, panic attacks. Yeah. Because I was, like, working way too much, and I was working on some projects, and I just was, like, not getting things done, and I was fucking flipping out. I was flipping. Yeah. And then they teach you, like, they're very, it's kind of like yoga. Like one of those, like put your feet on the ground, like yeah. flat on the ground, mm-hmm. and, like put your hands by your side, uh-huh. and like just close your eyes and breathe. Like a certain, there's a certain rate. Yeah. Like if you breathe in at a certain rate and then breathe it out even slower, or maybe it's the reverse of that. I don't even know. Yeah. But yep. basically, when you do that, like your body, like your blood pressure just drops. Huh. And there's like these practices like that. Which are really simple, and then you do that, and you're like, man, I'm just tripping for yeah. for nothing. <laughs> That's pretty. F- it's funny and also sad that the that it's almost like that simple, you know? Because I feel that a lot of people that um, I'm like thinking of the Sopranos and like how you know um, the the point of that show, or at least at the beginning, was you know like Tony Soprano is this like Italian like macho ass dude yeah, yeah. who's like who would never do therapy but the only reason he's doing therapy is because he fucking passed out and yeah and he passes out and he finally is he has to go yeah yeah <laughs> and so um, and it's just interesting that that a lot of people and that a lot of people of color or, or you know Mexican people like black people it's known that that 
men don't want to do that shit. Because you know, they, it's, funny, <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned The Sopranos because that was one of the things when I was like, I got to figure this out or I got to get some help. Uh-huh. Like, it, that crossed my mind. <laughs> and it wasn't like, oh, Tony went, because you know it's fiction or whatever. But right. you just realize, okay, this is bullshit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there is a lot to say that, like, when you're doing those things, like those exercises, mm-hmm. they're not actually curing the root cause yeah. of the yeah. issue. So you still have to go after it. But... It's certainly a way to cope with everyday stress so that it doesn't, like, bottle up and yeah. then you pass out. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, because that's the kind of sort of stuff that was happening. Like, I would be, like, I would feel like I was passing out. I would get, like, lightheaded. My heart would race. And then I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah. And it was just like, I'm overworked. I'm, like, doing way too much. Yeah. And I'm not managing this stress. So you would kind of put it off by, like, drinking or whatever, and then it just eventually catches up to you. But yeah. But yeah, um, and the religion stuff is, it, it um, I mean, it can be very helpful in that same way, I think. Yeah. Because yeah. when you're praying, you're like concentrating, like you're just kind of focused on yep. whatever, and so it makes sense. <laughs> but then it's just scary to think there's a lot of other things associated with it yeah. that you like start yeah, like, yeah. you know, enforcing. I think uh, a life. lot of millennials probably, a lot of millennials like move away from something like that like religion uh, i guess i'm just speaking from my own perspective it's just like <laughs> it's just like too ironic to like <laughs> it's like religion I'm, is too uh, ironic <laughs> i'm gonna sit down and like i couldn't take myself seriously like, <laughs> like sitting there praying for like more than like 30 seconds um which is kind of <laughs> and then the other thing that's cool um that some i've done some reading on that i want to do some more reading on and you have more experience on this because you've talked about it but um, hallucinogenics and um, things like um, basically like LSD and acid and stuff. Yeah. And uh, there's a whole group of people, um, a researcher, I think he's like a Columbia University, who are starting to get back into that because a lot of that was shut down in the 60s. Like Tim Leary, they were doing a lot of uh, research, hmm. uh, trying to do a lot of like clinical research on the effects of LSD and right. blah, blah, blah. Um, but what they're what they're doing in now, um, in that realm, is they're using it for treatment for end of life, hmm. where people are like basically freaking out. They can't rest because they think that you know they know yep. they're about to die. Yeah. And what they've shown so far is some really cool stuff. Where basically, like you know, you have a patient who has cancer, who's terminal, whatever. Mm-hmm. They're completely like ill at ease. They're like they can't rest. And then they go on a on a controlled trip. Yep. And a controlled trip, like they'll take a, a very like unknown amount because it's obviously given by some researchers, and they're put like in a safe place and kind of guided through the trip. Mm-hmm. And like what they're saying is that a lot of people, they basically have these moments of clarity. Yeah. Where like literally like before and post trip, they're like afterwards they're just like, okay, cool, I'm cool if I die. Hmm. Like they they like experience yeah. something. Yeah. I wish you could pay for some shit like that, because I feel you could buy LSD. <laughs> no, you, you can, but if you're buying it on the street, you know, it's you don't different know. from yeah, yeah you don't yeah, like it's yeah. if you know if you're getting some shit from like the Stanford like medical, like, <laughs> that'd be so cool, you know, to actually um, to have like the the actual like methodical or researched way of yeah. doing it. Um, no, I would love to do it in a controlled fashion. Yeah, that I would. You you know, I you can go buy some LSD and whatever, but yeah, like Dolores Park or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, mostly, I would want to be around someone who has experience being around people who do it. You mm. know, and then like know that I'm going to be safe yeah, yeah, because I'd be worried I would do something stupid or something. But, mm. uh, but yeah, that's really, really interesting that, you know, you can have an experience that is literally chemically induced. Yeah. Yeah. And from one, you know, day to the next, be okay with basically like not living. And it doesn't mean you're su- suicidal. Yeah. Yeah. But basically like this woman and this guy, we were talking that this guy who was dying and his yeah. wife basically said, you know, like, yeah, like, he was just so much more at ease and he enjoyed every day until the end of his life after hmm. that because he was just like, hmm. he enjoyed the moments and he just realized, okay, it's not that big a deal, you know? Um, just the government doesn't want us reaching it, this uh, level yeah. of... Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they, that's one of the big things supposedly of why the government shut that shit down. or Especially it, during that time, during the Vietnam. Civil Rights Music. Yeah, yeah the Civil Rights, Vietnam, and, yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Because um, they know they're the ones that they do the research before anybody else does. They know exactly what it does, and the foil or the, the Illuminati <laughs> cover these. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I do want to try it at some point. I just need to be in a more controlled environment. Yeah, and did the so other if anybody th- has any medical uh, access to some some medical institution that. We'd like to be part of this, basically, <laughs> and we'd like to film it for thismother.com. You progressive, you're a progressive source. You're yeah. source for progressive <laughs> Latino thought or Mexican. <laughs> ah, that was that sounded whack. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then the other thing I want to do is uh, 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 cocaine. <laughs> nah, I, I think I'll have a heart attack if I have coke. Um, I want to try the uh, deprivation chamber, the floating yeah. tank. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, that does. Have sound you heard good. of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you like just float in this thing, and like you fucking lose all sense of like physicality. Yeah, supposedly, because yeah. mm-hmm. you're floating. You just and do it in your bathtub. I don't know. <laughs> you have to like, like YouTube it. Uh... Well, it has to be pitch black, uh-huh. and it has to be super fucking quiet, supposedly. Hmm. And there's something about the buoyancy of the water. Like it has to be like salt water or right, something right. like that where you're actually floating. Yep. Um, but then you kind of lose, <clears throat> like basically you your mind effectively splits from your body because you have no sensory input because you're that you're just floating and you can't hear shit and you can't see shit. Um, JT did it. Really? Yeah, he said it was pretty dope. Um, there's the several places in LA that do this sort of thing, which makes sense because there's people with too much money. Um, and they're kind of hippies and whatever. Right, right. Um, but yeah, the the sensory deprivation tank seems like it'd be pretty dope. Um, there aren't really any other drugs I want to try. You know that weed you gave me? It's not. I don't know. It's not. What what what's it, what strain is it? Is it? I think a, it was sour diesel. I think. <laughs> that that means nothing. Yeah, it, but is it like here. a sativa or like a? Is it? I think it is. Yeah, and that's like the body one, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it ain't. It's like it kind of chills me out, but I don't yeah. feel like high. Right. Right. Which is kind of cool, you know. Um, but I like. I smoked a couple times this week just because I was just like out of whiskey and I was. I'm, <laughs> a, I'm an addict or something. <laughs> um, and I was like, well, I'm kind of tired, but like. I didn't feel like I wasn't tripping or anything, you know. Um, a friend of ours, I won't say, um, I won't say uh, his or her his name. or her name, but I got together with a friend of mine uh, this week who um, unfortunately suffers from like uh, early like onset arthritis hmm. and like has like a really bad joint pain, and um, the only thing that seems to help her very quickly is that CBD oil. Hmm. So the CBD with THC, right? You know, and so she has, you know, a medical marijuana card. Like she actually like needs it. Yep. Um, and we were supposed to go get some dinner, and she was just like, um, "I'll meet you at the restaurant, but I gotta go stop at the the weed shop, dispensary, yeah. dispensary or whatever." I was like, "Cool." And then she texted me. She's like, "I'm in the parking lot waiting for you, but I'm fucking high because <laughs> I just because I was in so much pain that I took this stuff." And then, like, she didn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> During the dinner, she was, like, saying, like, wacky shit stuff. <laughs> but that shit works. I mean, she felt better, you know. And yep. uh, Unfortunately, like, that sort of stuff, like, obviously it's uh, it's treating the symptoms. Yeah. They're not going in and treating the the, the true cause of the, yep. the inflammation or whatever. For sure, yeah. But, um, yeah, it was funny. She was like, I'm fucking high right now. <laughs> and, like... I, she literally had to take some more during the middle of dinner. I was like, oh, this huh. is tough. <laughs> Growing old. Yeah. You know, this weekend is the season or the series finale of Girls. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, I will unabashedly say I'm a fan of. Um, at first, uh, I struggled a little bit with accepting my like of the Lena Dunham. Yeah series but um it's actually really good um really well i only done. watched the first season i thought the first season was really good and yeah. then i just for whatever reason just got lazy and didn't didn't um, yeah keep watching we have the last two episodes of dvr or i don't know we have two mm-hmm. but uh but yeah that that's a really interesting story of like somebody who's uh a young uh, quote-unquote creator who just kind of blew up you know yep like she did her her film 
uh, Tiny Furniture. And it's funny, like, I remember when that came out, and some people were like, it got a lot of buzz, but then some people were like, oh, God, it's awful. It's like, you know, Jap, you know, Jewish American princess, like, yep. self-loathing and blah, blah, blah. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I would say that more than anything, she's just kind of fearless. Even yeah. though, you, even if you don't like her, you know she's fearless. Yeah. She doesn't give a shit about, like, how she looks and, like, how, like, personal she gets. Um, and the show, I going back to kind of what I like in certain shows, is one of those shows that can be really bittersweet and just be really funny and really kind of sad at the same time. Yeah. Um, and it's continued to do that. Hmm. So, you know, I, I, I definitely, like, props to uh, Lena Dunham and Jenny Connor, who's a showrunner, Judd Apatow, who's the fucking EP or whatever, who they took all to HBO. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, Judd Apatow, Jenny Connor. Hmm. Uh, Jenny Connor's somebody I'd really want to meet in terms of, like, I'd love to pick her brain. Hmm. Um, she's a, one of the writers and the showrunner. And How old is she? She's a little bit older than I am. Hmm. She's probably in her early 40s. Hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, just in terms of, like, you know, doing, like, interesting work. Um, yep. Jenny Connor seems like she's, you know, it's kind of crazy, too. Her dad is a big-time screenwriter. Hmm. He wrote a bunch of movies in the 80s and stuff. But, uh, yeah, so if you're a girls fan, uh, shout-out to you, whatever. Nice. Oh, the Better Call Saul just started, too. I, I, wa- I haven't I, watched that, dude. It's fucking cool. Uh, I watched like the first few episodes in the first season, and I was kind of like, eh, I don't know, I don't know, I, I couldn't get into it. But I think yeah, if you're a Breaking Bad fan, it's obviously really good. And um, those guys are, I feel like the what's his name, Ben Skillian and his team, Vince Gilligan, Vince Gilligan. They uh, <laughs> <laughs> you said Ben Skillian. I said I said Vince Gillian. Oh, okay. These <laughs> <laughs> white people names, I don't know how to pr- pronounce them properly. Uh, <laughs> Uh, they're totally like Breaking it, Bad was obviously um, you know huge or whatever and and I think Better Call Saul is more like it's it's them like flexing their like filmmaking abilities if you will some of the sequences are a little too long <laughs> like they're they have like these crazy like you know like montages like four minute montages of people doing whatever. <clears throat> but the third season just started. I watched the the first episode. It's it's pretty good. Um, it's barely on the third season. Mm-hmm. I thought it'd be a little longer than that. Mm. I mean, Breaking Bad was fucking awesome. Right. Yeah. There's no fucking doubt about that. Um, Bob Odenkirk is like a good uh, a good actor and obviously yeah. a good comedian. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Have you guys figured out what you want to name the new podcast? Um, Shifting I th- here. Uh, I think so. I don't. I don't mind saying it or whatever. Or like. Right. I think it's going to be Maleducados, I think, for now. Um, nice. Nice. So we'll get that up and running uh, soon here with, with Luis, who was on here last week. Yeah, I think we got some positive feedback on last week's podcast. Yeah. I think people dug Luis and stuff. Um, there's some good energy there. So, uh, so yeah, next week, uh, after this podcast, uh, will hopefully be the Maleducados podcast. Yeah. And um, please check it out. Subscribe iTunes, Stitcher, whatever, whatever. Tell your friends about it. I think we're at the end of this one. Yeah. Oh, the video just tapped out. Um, yeah. So next week, check out the Mal Educados podcast with Sammy oh. and Luis. Uh, for now, please leave a five-star review here on iTunes or Stitcher. Uh, give a thumbs up on YouTube. If you like what you see and hear, please... Uh, Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash desmada, or get a t-shirt or a cap or something at desmada.com store, uh, desmada.com forward slash store. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, hopefully we pick up the pace, keep dropping shit over the next few weeks, and uh, hopefully this summer develops in an interesting fashion. <laughs> um, if you choose to celebrate Easter, well, it's already passed, so hope you had a good Easter. That's true, yeah, by the time this is by out. By the time this is out. Uh, Easter has passed. Hope you had a good one, or Passover, or nothing. Mm -hmm. Just a regular fucking secular weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for watching, guys. Bye. Cool.